Welcome to Better Food Stories, a show that celebrates real food and the people and companies who make it. I'm Audrea Greenhoff, and in this interview series, I'm sitting down with the entrepreneurs behind some of today's newest and most innovative food brands out there to find out what it really takes to make it in this highly competitive space. Welcome back to Better Food Stories. I am your host, Audrea Greenhoff. And before I introduce today's guest, I wanted to share some really exciting news. We are officially a five-star podcast. I wanted to personally thank each and every one of you who has taken the time to leave your positive feedback. You know, the whole idea of this podcast was to have meaningful conversations around food, celebrate the people who are making an impact on our food industry, and hopefully help you, the listeners, discover some really cool new brands. So to know that these episodes are resonating with you really, really means the world to me. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If you are just discovering the podcast, welcome. I really hope you find some useful information here. And of course, if you enjoyed today's conversation, please make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so that more people can discover the Better Food Stories podcast. Anyway, on to today's guest. In this conversation, I'm talking to Sarah Gotch of Gnarly Pepper, a company that's reinventing the way you enjoy some of your favorite condiments. Through its line of custom herb and spice blends, Gnarly Pepper is offering a healthier alternative to traditionally fatty mayos and dips without sacrificing flavor. Through my conversation with Sarah, you'll learn how her grandmother's chicken salad inspired her to start a business, why she's committed to helping people live more balanced lives, how she's infused her own unique personality into everything about her brand, how she got in front of major investors in Silicon Valley with no previous business connections, and how she and her fiancé juggle traveling with running a business full-time. As always, you could check out all the interviews in the Better Food Story series by following me on Medium at Audrea Greenhoff or at audreagreenhoff.com. Now, on to my interview with Sarah Gotch of Gnarly Pepper. All right. So to start, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what your company, Gnarly Pepper, is all about? All right. Um, well, I am Sarah Gotch. I am a founder, not only of Gnarly Pepper, but another business called Lavoto. Um, it started off as a Lavoto, as in love your videos and photos, uh, scanning business. So I really got my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial plug um, starting in a scanning videography type occasion business. Um, and then I learned that I don't actually love scanning thousands of photos. Um, so I morphed that into a marketing advertising graphic design company on the side of gnarly pepper, which is why we're here today. Um, so I got my entrepreneurial bug and I really wanted to dive into something that excites me and that was food. Um, so I really had a few ideas in the back of my mind and one just kept tapping me on the shoulder, and it was a like mayo formulation. And to get behind what Gnarly Pepper truly is, they are custom blends that pair with plain Greek yogurt for the healthier, savory alternative to traditional dips and condiments. And in looking at mayo as a realm, a lot of people either love it or hate it. I like it, um, but I wasn't 
happy with it. In my tuna salad and my chicken salad, I just kind of thought there has to be a better way. So I have a love for Greek yogurt, and I wanted to figure out a way if we can make it mimic mayonnaise. So that's kind of where all of that started. And like I said, I'm a foodie. So it's, it's been an, an, an enjoyable ride, if you will. So I'm taking a look at your website now and I'm looking at the different products and dips and spreads that you have available. So is this something that's already a like mayo condiment or is it something that you would actually mix in with Greek yogurt and create something? Correct. So it is the dry blend. We just sell the formulation and the spices and the dehydrated veggies and stuff. Um, The three formulations we have are that like mayo, and that's a great base for your salads. And then um, also our veggie dip and onion dip are very traditional in taste, just like the store-bought sour cream dips that you normally buy, Mm -hmm. but this is the healthier option. So we're saving you about 300-plus calories per cup, depending very cool. I myself am a big fan of Greek yogurt and I sub it into to a lot of recipes that call for, for sour cream and call for mayo. So when I saw this, I thought it was such a good idea um, because it does make such a great base for, for dips and things like that that would otherwise be really oily or fatty just depending on, on the type of spread that you're eating. Absolutely. And a lot of people, I think, are trying to switch over to the Greek yogurt. And many times they find that it's like missing something. Um, so we're that something, especially in the like male realm. And then also all three of our blends actually mimic ranch. So if uh, people need to watch their ranch dipping <laughs> mentality, they have the healthier options through our gnarly pepper products as well. So you told me that before you started Gnarly Pepper, I guess this is going to be sort of a two-part question. Um, You know, you talked a little bit about seeing a need in the marketplace, but talk to me about, A, what you were doing before you got this brand off the ground, and what was the initial, like, kind of light bulb moment for this business? Okay. Um, So before Gnarly Pepper started, I do have a background in advertising and graphic design, so I was kind of working a 10-fold desk job, um, 9 to 5, loved the people I worked with, loved the community I was in, but I was just, I had the itch to travel, and my dear friend and I went on a few trips, and it kind of opened my eyes and realized I wanted a life a little more flexible, um, set my own schedules, and then also network with what I want to do kind of thing. Um, so I was actually... I watched my grandma one time make chicken salad, and God bless her, uh, but loads of mayonnaise and added sugar, and I was, I, I love her chicken salad, <laughs> but that's that was in that moment that I go, we have to make this healthier, and I'm, I'm not a big, huge health buff. I do enjoy a greasy burger from time to time, but to indulge and free that guilt at the same time, I think a lot of people struggle in that. Um, so I found it in my heart um, just to quit my full-time job and dive into it because I thought if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. It's not necessarily right, <laughs> um, but I, I thought that would be my best choice. If I'm going to really do it, I have to do it full, full head. Take me back to once you had that idea, what's the very first thing that you did to kind of start setting the wheels in motion to make this um, you know, a business? 
Okay. Um, so Google was my very best friend for a long time. Um, I was doing tons of research on different formulations out there or things considering like my like male blend that I had in my head Mm -hmm. and there wasn't anything out there. So I thought, wow, open market. (laughs) Um, so I just ordered a bunch of ingredients that you traditionally find in mayonnaise. And once those started arriving at my doorstep, I started doing a teaspoon here, a dab of that and measuring it and writing down loads of recipes and different versions of that blend until I got a few down that I liked and I sampled those with people Um, so formulation was totally the base of number one. And what was super exciting about that is that it, it led to like my favorite other parts as well, which is the marketing, the web design coming up with a business name. So it was probably like a six month process of highs. I was just like, this is really going to be something it has to be like, right. You can't let this fail kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. once um, blends and people started sampling, it became so real. And I was just in love with the process. And I'm, I would almost like to say gnarly pepper probably won't be my only adventure in this entrepreneurial aspect either. how did you come up with the name for the company? Um, I wanted to tie in something that was related with the spice. Um, I will admit it's maybe a touch confusing with pepper. People do think I sell peppers, um, but I'm creating that more as the verb of you're actually peppering something in the Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and gnarly was just kind of a word that had been used in the past, but currently not so much. And I think it has kind of that um, hipster urban kind of vibe to it. So when I heard it out loud, I was like, oh, I think that's it. <laughs> So you said you sampled, once you started playing around, kind of experimenting with flavors, um, you started sampling the different um, blends. So once you kind of had your recipe nailed down and you had a product, where were people first learning and purchasing from you and how does that compare to now? Um, Actually, at the beginning, I had a lot of momentum. My timing was ironically perfect in our community. Um, There was a few events that led up with the tastings, like a base three event that brings in entrepreneurs from other areas. And they always have like a a product sample table. Um, I like found out about that the day before and I quick emailed the guy. I'm like, Hey, I want to set up shop. And that was like the first initial time of saying like, Hey, Siouxland, I'm here with this business. And everyone was kind of shocked. Um, But a few months after that, there were two, innovation events in our community. One was called the Innovation Market, held by the Sioux City Growth Organization, and the other was Swimming with the Sharks, held by Briarcliff College. And I applied for both of those, um, got top five, and won both of those. So there was media coverage, there was newspapers, people coming into our house, asking questions. So the speed of that was fantastic, and I didn't have product available. So um, I would say there's still a high on a lot of that everything's been kind of going up but I always have to do things such as this to uh, make sure I'm reaching the masses I'm 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 pretty local and I want to tap into other markets completely basically to start you were just kind of doing your research and getting out there um, and sort of just seizing opportunity and putting yourself out there in front of people and you mentioned in our email exchange that you're a one uh, woman operation is that right yes that is still true 
That's awesome. So what is your day, day-to-day like? Take me through a typical day in gnarly pepper in your world. Um, it does vary, like the hats that I do put on. So let's say a traditional day is probably, um, I get a lot of hits through email on different publications and mediums that are looking for entrepreneurs or people in the food world. Um, so I always probably three or four send out emails, um, every day for that, just to see if I can get a hit. And then aside from that, I'm always trying to incorporate some different recipes. I'm always researching recipes and how we can make it a healthier option using our blends. Um, and then researching local stores. So I'm always making a list of, um, stores. I'm my fiance and I actually travel. So we're currently living in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. So um, every location we go to, I'm, I'm hitting up stores left and right and going out and sampling and doing what I can there. So really pounding the pavement, getting getting your foot in the door literally to to different stores all around. That's awesome. Yes. So in our email exchange, you talked to me about uh, one of the questions that I initially asked you um, was about a moment in your business where you felt there was some kind of a shift that you got a kind of a feeling that this was going to work out. Can you, and you talked about pitching to a venture capitalist in Silicon Valley. Tell me about that and the shift that it has created in your business. Yes, this is really exciting. Um, so my fiance and I were in San Jose, California, just from end of December through the end of March. And I always hit up um, Chamber of Commerce and young professional groups because I'm so new to an area. I'm not hanging out with an office of people or whatever. So I'm kind of a solo person, so I really got to put myself out there. Um, I had gone to an event, done some research and who's who of the community, if you will, and I recognized a few ladies and got introduced to them who were on the Young Professionals Group for Silicon Valley, and they had a pitch tank coming up, and they asked, well, we don't have a food yet. Maybe um, just apply, and we'll see if you can get in, and we'll put in a good word for you. Um, So that actually led to me pitching in Silicon Valley um, in front of a big group of people. There were some C-level execs and senior vice presidents and different things there. And I actually didn't, there's not a true winner of that event, but um, I got to shake some hands with some people. And one happened to be um, a Kevin from Plug and Play in Sunnyvale, California. And this actually just morphed in the last two weeks. Um, This Plug and Play lead from that event had led me to be selected for their selection day in the top 25 out of, they don't say exactly, but 300 plus um, companies. So I just got back two weeks ago from pitching to even more C-level execs and senior vice presidents of the food and beverage world. That's exciting. I haven't heard yet, but we'll see. Yes. Momentum's up. So I want to talk a little bit about your brand story. So when it comes to Gnarly Pepper, um, and like I said, I, I even saw it within our email exchange and with everything on your website, that there is a certain look, feel, personality to you and the brand. So I guess what do you think or what is the one thing or message or feeling that you really want to communicate through Gnarly Pepper and how has that affected 
your story and the way that you tell it on your website and your social media and all of that fun stuff? Um, well, I kind of think I'm as like a free spirit and for myself. And I feel like a lot of other people out there, no matter what age, they want to kind of have the free mentality of, um, maybe indulging or eating what they want, not feeling sacrificed to certain limitations, whether their doctor says it or whether they say it within their head, whatever. Um, so just kind of freeing that guilt, I would say, um, I want to be playful with it. I want to have fun. Recipes shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> um, just being lighthearted. I don't think people should take food too seriously. Um, but there needs to be a limitation and we're trying to just create that. Um, you don't have to sacrifice a lot for good flavor. So I hope that comes through on a lot of that stuff, but I do hesitate a lot on posting different things because I'm like, does it fit? Does it fit? But <laughs> most times I just hit send, so whatever. <laughs> no, I think you're doing an awesome job. Well, thank you. Okay, so now that we've talked current business, I want to know, take me back to the very, very beginning to little Sarah and what, you know, what was it like growing up for you and what did you want to be when you grew up? That's kind of a cool question. I was a sportster my entire life. Um, I did play teacher a lot. I had dollies. Um, I had a giant big bird. I <laughs> I think I but, had one too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so I never, I really honestly never played house. Um, I always kind of played either school or business. And this is no lie. I would go to my grandma's who just lived around the corner. So a great life, right? Surrounded by loved ones. Mm -hmm. And I would take her like um, Avon type books and different things and call up people and write down their item numbers and tell them the quantities and say, it'll be ready in 20 days and whatever else. So I love that. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't have actually really thought about that until that was asked to me another time, but that's truly what I loved doing as a kid, um, aside from playing sports. So I guess that really set the stage. I never really, I think I always thought I'd wanted to be a teacher. Um, so maybe I'll be teaching entrepreneurship someday. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. So entrepreneurship, do you, would you say it's been a little bit of a surprise? Was, you know, starting your own business something that you've thought about for a long time? Yes. Um, a surprise of when that shift really came home in my heart. Um, I always thought it'd be really cool, but to actually quit a steady income job and tap into your savings immensely and make purchase orders that are um, cringeworthy, it's it's always going to be a learning experience. And I always say worst case scenario, someone can help buy that stuff at cost mm -hmm. and we'll start the next one, you know, but I feel like gnarly pepper is really on a, a good rise right now. And I feel very confident that, um, we'll be doing very well for many years to come. Do you have any advice for maybe somebody who's kind of been sitting on an idea, but isn't sure, you know, if they want to go forward or not with it, what advice would you give um, well, one thing I did do was completely like full-fledged quit and then did my research. Um, so I would I would probably recommend uh, staying up late at night on the side, researching everything um, to get to that point where you feel totally comfortable giving up that solid paycheck. Um, 
And other than that, I would just always say yes to every opportunity. If you're nervous starting out, if you're um, dragging your feet on some small little purchases and stuff, more often than not, a lot of that will morph back into what it should become. Um, So I just say purchase it, buy it, do it, say yes, and everything will fall into place. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so now that we've talked shop for a little bit, let's jump into some more fun, closing, rapid-fire style questions. Are you ready for that? I'm ready. Okay. So number one, what is your favorite day of the week and why? Absolutely Friday. Um, I do enjoy my work, but I love to play. So my fiance and I do a lot of fun things on the weekends. So it kind of sets the stage of celebrating the week and partying all weekend. Not partying. Sorry. Going for a walk. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Number two, what is the last TV show or movie that you've watched? Friends. I'm addicted to friends. So it's always going on in the background for sure. I love that it's always on. It's, there's so many channels that syndicate it. It's, it's, I don't think it ever gets old. I like it. No, My no, husband's a big fun. fan, too. <laughs> okay, number three. If you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? And I know you said you're a foodie, so maybe this is a tough one. It, it certainly was. And so, I, yeah, so I would definitely say avocado toast with our veggie blend and red crushed pepper. Mm, um truffle mushroom arugula pizza yum yeah and then of course my absolute favorite a burrito doused in tabasco sauce yum okay so you mentioned too that in your email that you're a big fan of tabasco so you like to do you pretty much put it on everything um per se yeah it depends totally because I am like I love the flavors of certain things and it kind of dominates that flavor so um whenever I want a little spice it's it's all over the place love it okay and number four what's one thing most people would never guess about you well not only I mentioned I'm a sportster um I think it's kind of cool that I have four state basketball championships in my high school career wow That is impressive. All right. Well, this has been super fun. I've had a great time getting to know you and getting to know Gnarly Pepper. Before we wrap up, where can people find out more about you and Gnarly Pepper? Um, Absolutely on the social media. uh, We are Gnarly Pepper. You'll find us on all platforms. That's a G-N-A-R-L-Y Pepper. And on our website at gnarlypepper.com. Sounds great. Thanks again, Sarah. This was awesome. All right. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to check out more interviews in the Better Food Stories series, you can follow me at Audrea Greenhoff on Medium or visit audreagreenhoff.com. I'm also Audrea Greenhoff on Twitter and Instagram. 